All right, all right. Check one. Check two. Check three. This is it. Welcome to the Cannabis Coffee With your host, me, Rob Cantrell, coming back for episode 258. Never late, right on time. It's a Thursday. How's everybody's doing? How is, how is everybody doing? It's February 15th. That's what I'm that's when I'm recording this. It's the cannabis coffee hour. I'm your host, uh, Rob Cantrell out into the internet outer space from my inner space to your internet to your outer space to your inner space the inner space makes the outer space and there's no outer space without the inner space this is the cannabis coffee hour i got a fat cup of coffee i'm getting to the very end of it uh not the very end i have a full cup but it's the last of French press, I believe. No, I have a little bit more. I got a little bit more. Um, I'm having some great Gotham coffee. This is Gotham Coffee Roasters. These guys um, have been too good and sent me some of their best coffee to sample. And I had their Brooklyn Blend, which is amazing. I enjoy it. They have a diner coffee, but then they also have pockets of other things check them out at gotham coffee roasters um yeah gothy gotham coffee roasters.com but they gave me a bag that's just labeled ethiopian so i guess they had some ethiopian beans and uh they had it roast because i was just like yo i love medium roast that's that's where it's at with me medium roast all day i'll you know i'll drink some diner coffee i'll drink whatever if i need to um, but if it's, uh, straight up the gut and what I need, I kind of like a medium roast, a little bit of herb. I had a little bit of herb, but not crazy. Um, it's the 15th. I did a show, shout out to Shapeshifter Lab once again. Uh, it's a venue in Brooklyn that just opened up and they're doing all kinds of experimental music and all kinds of jazz, but also kind of last night it was country. Uh, it was a paper anniversary Shout out to Paper Anniversary, um, my buddy Andy and Catherine. Um, but th- they are, you know, Andy was in a comedy band uh, when I started stand-up. Not when I started, but when I moved to New York. He had a popular comedy band. But then he moved more into producing TV. And uh, so, uh, yeah, so... the. I did so he had a couple great people on the bill. Uh Maggie Champagne, who is a actress who's in the new Amy Schumer TV show. But I uh she was always cool and she's from the South and is funny and does kind of like a one man show thing. But she a little whenever I'm working with somebody, I really just want somebody cool and original, and she definitely is. So I appreciate them. I appreciate Sh- Shapeshifter Lab. I appreciate uh just being on the show last night, it was a lot of fun. Um, so I'm just figuring out, you know, uh, going into this week. Uh, yeah, February 20th, I'm gearing up to do like a full hour show 
Um, who knows where it's going? I'm having a blast. Every time I get on stage, I'm having a blast. Um, just, you know, I always have a few jokes, but then I also like to let it, the moment breathe a little bit. And that's what I've been uh, working on is just letting the moment breathe and not getting so caught up in, I don't know, I think I do obsess about things. And the key is not to obsess and, and just to kind of let it flow. And I can, I kind of go back and forth from like the most Zen dude, you know, to like, holy shit. Like uh, with this podcast today, I, you know, I apologize for not doing the full video podcast. I love doing, doing them, but I also love doing the straight up um, solo podcast. I just love seeing if I can pull it off and if it makes any sense. And uh, to do it weekly, you know, um, I always do love coffee. And um, let's let's take a sip. <clears throat> oh, man. I did do the Chemex. I'm just I need to shoot a promo video for the podcast. And I'm getting excited about that. Because the one thing this podcast has helped me, like, you know, I learned how to do multiple camera edits on a film and then uh, with video, which was a huge leap of technology for me. Um, so now I really I have enough cameras and I have enough uh, understanding of sound and place that I can take this uh, podcast on the road. And I do want to break it out and I do want to not do what everybody else is. You know, I did. I understand like the big shore mics and the uh, and everybody having the video game chairs next to each other. I get it, but that's not where I want to go. Uh, it's starting to look stagnant and feel stagnant. I just think uh, you know, there's so much flexibility within this podcast to do some funky, cool shit to get it out there. You know, I think pe the creative stuff is really moving in a wild way right now. It just seems to be more bands and more access, more comedians and different com I don't know. I've been doing stand-up since 1999. I started in San Francisco. I lived in LA, then I moved to New York, then I got married, then I had a kid <laughs> and uh, kept acting, kept doing stand-up. I toured with Tracy Morgan for about two and a half years. About two years. I, I stretch it. It was like a year and a half, but that, that's a pretty good run to do shows. Um, that's not bad. Uh, and then uh, and then the pandemic hit, you know, and then I started doing more auditioning uh, for acting parts and uh, figuring out all of that. And that all comes with the technology. And the whole time, um, learning to do this podcast, you know, learning how to edit this podcast. This is a one-man show, everybody. There's no big team. It's just me, you know, reaching out to cats uh, to be on the podcast and then also keeping it weekly, keeping uh, keeping it fresh, keeping it new, um, and just, uh, you know, a place to check in. And then what I'm focusing really on is uh, doing my hour performance of the show 1972 um which i'll be doing at young ethel's on fifth avenue uh february 20th at 9 p.m maggie champagne uh who worked on this last show is uh opening for me over there so that should be a lot of fun uh, 
who knows where that's going. But that's a whole free show. It is free. Come. I get a piece of the bar. So drink, drink, drink. Bring your drunk uncle. Uh, bring your your lonely friend down the hall. Uh, bring everybody. Everybody show up February 20th. I'd love to pack it out. I mean, it's just like this dingy. It's not dingy, but it's just a funky dive bar on Fifth Avenue that has a great band room in the back. And the bar's dope. They do sell uh, cannabis drinks now. Like they have these uh, can, can, C-A-N-N. And I've had them. I love them. Uh, I actually did run out of weed, but I did have like some full spectrum CBD that I took right before the podcast. So if I start slowing down, it's because of that. No, but I do like... I do like having that available, like really good CBD um, tincture around um, when I don't feel like getting super duper high, but I also have body aches and stuff like that um, as the days go by. You know, I'm having this weird like ear thing. Like, I think it's just like, I don't know, I got older and then every time I would swim, every time like I took a long shower, I would get like water in my right ear. And I could drain it out, but then, I don't know, I think there's some, I'm trying to drain it out, I don't know why I'm talking about this, but uh, I drained it out, but it also made me think, like, the eardrum is so fragile, and I'm wearing headphones, I don't like putting earbuds inside my ear, that kind of, that always felt, I'll still do it, you know, if I'm on a flight, or subway, or, uh, you know, then I definitely will do it. Um, but I'd rather not as much, like stick them inside my ear. I always thought that was kind of funky, but then the headphones, I get kind of sweaty. So I guess, I guess I might be editing and cutting and, uh, rapping a lot. I couldn't, I was going to hook up my beat machine, but it is now out of batteries and there's no hookup. And then I was going to push to tape this, uh, podcast tomorrow, but uh, there's no time. There's no time. I got to get it in um, today. And that's all right with the cannabis coffee hour because I just uh, I just have a little bit of cannabis and I have a little bit of coffee. And then, you know, I start rapping out and talking um, about what's happening. Um, like the February 20th uh, show. Last night at Shapeshifter was wild. Like I said, it was like a country act country is now becoming more mainstream like it's so wild where music and culture is happening because i think i think hip-hop you think it's gonna apex but i don't know i don't i don't know because it is so much fun to do if it were it's so fun to rap i would self-indulge with uh more rhymes right now but i thought maybe just do one you know i went kind of hard in the paint with a lot of like the beats and making the beats with the podcast right now i kind of want to take two steps back and kind of you know just slow it down um and say you know i enjoyed this coffee uh uh, did it over the chemex i've gotten so good at making coffee with the chemex like I'm almost in complete autopilot and I can make the most bomb ass coffee within, you know, that's the only thing. It takes patience. That's what I'm learning. Like, 
to be a little bit more delicate and to be a little bit more minimal because everything is kind of organic and you know all of like organic matter is like soft and liquidy in some states it's malleable you know I, I my head's just getting around like you know when i was meditating and i had this like little ear thing and what they say is like you could kind of you kind of do like a full body scan and i could feel like the little water in my ear and how to drain it out i could feel it so a lot about meditation is um being aware and that awareness and kind of going towards it so i'll probably have to stop by a doctor just to have him look at it like it's either going to be antibiotics or it's just going to be I'm old and I got a, a canal that collects water that I have to drain out now and then. I don't know. Oh, my God. But what I do know is this coffee is amazing. And last night was amazing. To see live music. So it was like a crowd of like 80 to 100 people in a jazz club in Brooklyn. Uh, I just did 10 minutes before like two other bands. Uh, this band, the Quins, it was a girl and guy. Shout out to them. They were absolutely cool and hilarious and um, a lot of fun to hang out with. Like sometimes when I do get it, like I've never worked with them before, but the girl, she was on um, Succession. She did. She was telling me a, she did a big scene with one of the uh, with Macaulay, with Calkin, not Macaulay, but the other actor. Uh, but yeah, it was just inter it, when you do like, you know, gigs that aren't your own produced gigs, you get to meet interesting people, uh, whether it's weird road gigs, that's kind of like some of the fun is like, Oh, I wonder who's going to be, I wonder if they're cool. And it ended up, they were super cool. Nadia Quinn, shout out to Nadia Quinn. I met her for the first time and she's done a, a bunch of cool stuff. Interesting artist, uh, funny actress um musician chick uh very cool uh shout out to her and that was fun and just hanging out afterwards talking with everybody um that's always a gig i had a good set uh so when i have a good set it's nice to hang out if i have kind of a mediocre or a bunk set then i you know i'll sneak out of there but it was a great set great show shout out to paper anniversary shout out to um Maggie Champagne, shout out to um, Shapeshifter Lab. Um, yeah, I meditated for like 20 minutes today. You know, I'm I'm breaking. I, it was hard because I do have this little ear thing and I was obsessing about it. But sometimes when you obsess about stuff, like it kind of latches, like, I don't know, your consciousness latches onto that. There was, when I was reading the Eckhart Tolle book and some of the mindfulness books, you have to be careful, like, obsessing about some health thing. But you also, on the flip side, you don't want to <laughs> not obsess about it. Uh, you want to be careful. And you want to – that's why I, I do, like, you know, slowing it down, getting it in line. And I'm going on this big trip. I'm going up to Killington, to Vermont. I'm going up there, like, three or four days early. Um, and going up there with the fam and then headlining a little club up there in Vermont, which I'm very excited about. You know, I'm just starting to get more out doing headlining sets. You know, I'm kind of feeling out this one man show. 
stand up is in all these weird cliques and you know and i know in high school i never rolled with a clique uh you know there was cliques i was friends with but i always thought the power was to move in between the cliques and uh kind of be down with everybody but now with (laughs) you know i don't know there's so many lines drawn in the sand in terms of whether it's the middle east or or if it's uh you know republican or democrat and then you know the clickbait stuff because i know a lot of these cats whether it's uh you know anti-vax or trump sometimes i'm like are they doing it for the clicks and i'm in a job where attention is like the most powerful thing in my job you know once you have the thing about show business it's all about how many eyeballs you can get on you and that's when advertisements come in and that's when that's how the money moves uh, but art works in a different way art is more organic and if you build it and try to be original with it um it just moves at a different pace i don't know if that makes any sense but that's the kind of thing that that I'm thinking about is, you know, all these different clicks and I could do some of these guys podcasts out there and I would, uh, and I like them. Um, but at the same time, I kind of want to just build my own thing around cannabis and coffee and then, you know, invite people in, invite people out. And I also want to meet new, you know, just break out of the regular standard, mold whether it was stand-up whether it was music i always wanted to go you know a little off kilter because that's you know there's just so many people man so many people doing the same thing you have to make it a little bit different and i do understand like some of the political correctness or some of this or that like i don't know it's just hard for me to judge people uh, completely on what I think is funny um, when everybody's playing the clickbait game. Does that make sense? I don't know. But the real cats know. I think the Gen X dudes and girls, you know, I remember when cool people were actually cool. Cool people now, it's all these numbers, and I don't know. Um, I've been ranting about... Um, social media lately on stage and it's been fun and and the crowds are kind of into it because everybody gets it um even you know the young millennials even whatever it's just like a little too much and you have you ever like been on the internet and you started absorbing some videos or you start watching some shit and then you're like oh man just give me because you're literally like reprogramming your brain I do think, I do believe in visualization, and I do believe reality, whatever you come from the inside, and whatever you start projecting will eventually, you know, come together that way. That's why I'm not into guns. That's why I don't, I don't want to go anti-gun. I think my whole thing is that there's no good or bad. This is one concept that I've been, there's only the moment. You know, and you have to respond correctly in the moment. And whatever's correctly isn't a general term all the way through. It's just like, 
Sometimes somebody's in your fucking grill and you got to get them out of your fucking grill. Um, there's a time and a place for everything and you just have to be aware of your surroundings. I don't know. That's one of the general concepts that I've been um, thinking about when meditating. I'm also working out, um, doing my Tibetan stretches. I'm sticking, it's been like three years and uh, of doing these uh, stretches. And I have to say, man, those, I don't belong to a gym. I don't, I want to get a pull-up bar. All I need is a pull-up bar and a speed bag, and I'm good. Those are the two exercises that I enjoy. Um, that and jump rope, pull-ups, push-ups, running. That's about – I don't like running. I like walking. Walking, skiing. I'm excited for uh, Vermont. I'll definitely do a podcast up there. We'll get crunchy, and I'll shoot some video, and uh, we'll get it really – crunchy and fun uh, music wise I've been playing my guitar some I need to take a couple of lessons not to like I don't know one dude just messed me up like I was doing this one thing for like five years and then he was like no you're you need to get your pinky and this finger going and I was like oh shit because like it's the bar chord thing that I haven't figured out but I know that some things are simple for some people uh, some people were really intimidated by stand-up, you know, after doing it for so long now. I have to say, I'm still nervous, always nervous. You have to be, because shit could go sideways. Uh, and usually when you're at your most cocky, that's when it does. That's that's the humbling thing about doing this uh, for real, real, and just going all in. Um, but I really think... Lately, I've been thinking about just putting up boundaries, like in terms of, okay, Rob, stop watching videos or, you know, stop obsessing about jealous about this cat or that cat or, you know, just like putting up my own personal boundaries of how much I could think about something or how much I could focus on something um, until it gets to a point where you're like, ah, time to back out. <laughs> uh, but I, you know, I was talking to some folks last night and it's, it's wild how psychedelics are now coming more and more into the mainstream and you hear it and I'm seeing it and there is like huge studies coming out about depression and you know I just don't think we've even tapped the tip of the iceberg when it comes to what being a human being is and that's when People talk to me about there can't be world peace. And I think there is going to be world peace eventually. I don't know. There might have to be some, you know, nasty. I don't think it's going to be automatic. And I don't think anything is automatic. It's like a slow, sub sublime crawl into existence and non-existence. And eventually, a general awareness is going to happen of how special actually living is and how sacred it is and how we're kind of like driving the spaceship um, in a lot of ways. I mean, that as human beings, I know 
it's just that our brains are bigger and you know we figured out some things and it, it seems like you know the world is our oyster to figure out and discover and the more we figure out and discover we more figure out and discover about ourselves and that kind of leads to you know just an awareness every day like i'm aware of what's going on in my brain i'm aware of what's going on in my ear what is Instead of that, like, super ego, that's the thing about entertainment. Like, I want success, but there is a part of me that knows I can attach my ego to it. And, you know, the success that I had early on, it was changing me in a weird way that I think I kind of put the brakes on. Uh, but I wanted more success. I mean, I don't know, hustling gigs and all that. But I have felt the momentum and I've have had big breaks come out of nowhere. So I kind of understand if you just keep going, being yourself, stay true, work hard, don't get jealous, that shit pops up that you don't even know about. And that's how it's like from the inside out. It's not the outside in. I just have to live long enough <laughs> for the inside to come out for a part of it that, that makes sense. I don't know if that makes sense, but I think this podcast is that. This podcast is something I visualized, something that I knew was ha going to happen. You know, I was doing Brooklyn Radio, shout out to Rondell Hartley, shout out to Shawnee Slices. Shawnee Slices is this dope DJ that has a, a slice place out at Rockaway Park right now. But I remember when he was running a, a website, it was called Brooklyn Radio, and I was on it the other day. They had some of the top, like, hip-hop shit going on, but I had a little radio show on that. And then that guy had a falling out with Shawnee Slices, and I ended up getting a, my first hip-hop album uh, produced uh, by Sean's roommate, Barlow, who was just a great music person. You know, you do meet those cats, like, I don't know, producers or organizers. You know, art does, like, comedy. There's managers, there's agents, there's bookers, there's comedians, there, there's friends of comedians. Uh, it takes a village, is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> oh, man. Getting down to this Gotham coffee. I mean, I just poured the most consistent. I've just got it down. I need to film it um, because it is almost like everything you could do is art. You know, that's what I love about making my bed. Making my bed is one of my favorite things to do. Love it. Um, it clears. I mean, you could literally like change your whole universe when you make your bed. Change your universe right now. Cleaning up. But the thing I got, I had to do a podcast, so the place is kind of erratic. And when I do a podcast or when I record or tape something, then there's a hole. Got to load it up. Then you got to chop it up. You got to stay cooking. I do love that term. I'm big into the stay cooking term. Big into the creative act, the way of being. Rick Rubin. Shout out to Rick Rubin. Um, shout out to Adam Dubin. Rick Rubin's old roommate who uh, directed uh, Fight for Your Right to Party as well as No Sleep to Brooklyn and all these Metallica videos. But he lives down the street 
And I ran into him the other day, and uh, yeah, he's working on a new film project that I'm very excited. I might get a part in it, so I'm excited about that. But I'm reading the Rick Rubin book, and it has a lot to do with Taoism. Um, I could tell that, you know, he's definitely Lao Tzu. Um, he's definitely into meditation, definitely into surfing, you know. Uh, let's let's read. Here's a little excerpt from the Rick Rubin book. I'll just read it out loud. Um, and he made this is a little poem. Let's see. I don't know what this is about, but I'm going to read it and then let's see what it's all about. Living life as an artist is a practice. True is that you are either engaging in the practice or you're not. It makes sense to say you're not good at it. It's like it makes no sense to say that you're not good at it. It's like saying, I'm not good at being a monk. You're either living as a monk or you're not. We tend to think of artist works as output. The real work of the artist is, is a way of being in the world. Word. That, is, I, that totally makes sense. Um, yeah, a lot of me doing stand-up, a lot of me doing hip-hop, a lot of me uh, just throwing myself all in with all this stuff, podcasting, is, I, you know, I tried to get a, I got, I got a real job right out of school. Um, I did it for three and a half years of being a har hardcore sales. I'm talking cold call, 100 calls a day, suit, tie. I waited tables all through high school and college. I was done with that life. I know that life. I know hanging out with everybody after work, drinking, partying. There's always, you know, there's always something going on, kind of. But it's, you know, shift drinks and all. I just done it. And I wanted to get a real job. I wanted to move out of my mom's house. And it was after college. I was an English major. And that leap into being creative or living as a creative, I mean, this was, you know, a graduate. This is mid-'90s. It was hard as shit. Um, and I pretty much partied all through college. Uh, I got through, I graduated. That was, that was the goal was like, Rob, just get to college. Then I got to college and then I had fun and I graduated and then I didn't, you know, stand up wasn't popping in the nineties. It's not that I jumped in when it was popping. I loved it all during the eighties, Eddie Murphy, delirious. I can, I remember the day seeing that. I remember the day, um, in the early 80s, seeing Robin Williams's first special with my dad on HBO. The HBO specials were just huge. Like, stand-up is huge right now in 2023, but there was a sweet spot between 81 to, like, 87 that stand-up was killing it. But then it died off from, like, 87 to, like, 99 from like the year I literally jumped in. And then 2003 was the first last comic standing on NBC. And I was a top 10 finalist. Like this is a little bit of ego, but I do have to say that that show definitely kickstarted um, the mainstream comedy club experience back again. Club started getting filled up. People started getting more interested in doing stand-up. More people were doing stand-up. Um, so, yeah, that was, you know, that was a, a fun wave. But it really wasn't me. Uh, reality shows are cheesy. I just did it just to 
get on TV because I was doing stand up in San Francisco and it was there was it was just a blind tryout for a show that might be on TV and it ended up being one of the biggest stand up shows of the year or maybe of the early 2000s um, stand up wise just straight stand up I know it wasn't great and I know that show was it was definitely when I look back on it it's like oh man just having comics go at it and a big I, I, I get it as an audience member but as a comic it kind of goes against everything you know not every, I mean you gotta do what you gotta do in the beginning um, but in terms of like where I am now if I financially couldn't I wouldn't be in a comedy competition but i don't know you kind of go you wrestle with those back and forth like what would i do in show business but i do love acting like i love the acting the little bits of acting that i do now you know absorbing 30 pages of dialogue and intense scene you know i don't want to do anything that's over my head unless the character really like you know i'm writing a script right now that i could definitely pull off um, and I, you know, it would probably be a lot of dialogue, but it's coming from me. And I think I, that would be an easier way to like care, you know, do what I'm saying is like memorize that much dialogue. You know, if it was, if I wrote it, I don't think it would be as hard as, you know, somebody handing me a script of, you know, 30 pages of dialogue to memorize. And that that's pretty much the main gig with acting is like your main job is to know the lines and say the lines and not waste the other actors and camera persons in lights. You know, that that's what I did enjoy about doing the little acting gigs that I got was working with a team and seeing how the set Marvelous Maisel was so big league and the scenes that I did it was like five cameras and like a hundred crew and like trail like it was what you picture working on a big set what it was and yeah it's a lot of standing around but the craft services were dope it wasn't the you know it wasn't filet mignon but they had everything you would want for free nuts candies you know you want a latte they'll make you a latte um all that stuff was amazing uh and it was the first so there's a lot of standing around doing nothing time but I'm good at that. <laughs> and now with meditation, you know, and uh, push-ups, I could, I could do a lot of that. But at the same time, I could see how it could be very trivial if that was my only outlet and I didn't have stand-up and, you know, doing music and doing podcasts. Like, it's just a really cool time to be in this space. Really cool time for me to be alive. I'm just really excited on taking the cannabis coffee hour out there. I've been talking to a lot of new guests. I want to get more characters involved. I want to make it a lot more funky than your normal podcast, but I don't want to do too much. I still want it just to be, you know, kind of DIY hardcore, but also, you know, film it uh, cool, make it look cool. I hope I got the levels right here. Um, I'm getting better with, uh, with the audio and doing it and um yeah shout out to shapeshifter lab hopefully you know there's all these cool venues in brooklyn and and now everything's kind of going you know I, I i i i raise hell about social media but i you know 
Follow me on Instagram. That's the main one I use, which is Rob88Cantrell. That's where you will see all my stand-up shows. I've been putting up some clips. Also, check out the YouTube page. Down for the YouTube page. um, The Cannabis Coffee Hour YouTube page. The audiovisual files are dope. Uh, I've created all those things. And uh, it all takes a little bit of time, but I enjoy doing it. I have a, I have a rap song. I have an idea written down. It's like, do do a hip hop song about putting up boundaries. People be, you know, habitual line steppers, as the great Charlie Murphy would say. I got to work with Charlie Murphy. That was the crazy thing. I've had some weird. I have never met. No, I was in a room with Eddie Murphy one time, which was really cool, and. I didn't want to bother him. You know, he just, they did Dolomite the movie. Tracy Morgan took me to the opening. They had they had a special showing in New York, and I was opening for Tracy, so he took me, Mark Theobald, and, uh, and a few other comics to the opening, and it was just, uh, it was amazing to watch the movie. I loved that movie. The Dolomite movie, I loved it for a lot I thought Eddie Murphy's performance was amazing and I thought the music was really good and how it was shot was really good it came out like pandemic time no that was like right before the pandemic and it was right when Netflix was throwing you know out a lot of content it just seems like I don't know there's like an oversaturation of content or how we see content and how we feel about content and it's just moving in all these different ways uh, the Super Bowl, holy shit! Shot. I I I watched all of the Super Bowl. Did I talk about that last week? That that was like, um, like I watched the whole game of the Super Bowl, um, and they did. KC did not look like they were gonna win, and then, cause San Fran. Yeah, I, I grew up watching the Redskins in D.C., which, yes, it is a racist name. Um, I don't know. I mean, yeah, it is. I mean, it should be changed um, out of respect to Native Americans. But uh, there's a lot of things that have been changing lately. <laughs> and there's, a, there's pushback to it, too. It's just wild how things are changing and moving. But, yeah, the Super Bowl was a lot of fun. But football is kind of fucking, I don't know, it's it's super violent, but at the, not super violent. I played it. It is fun. I don't know. I'm trying to get my head around, like, is football safe danger, you know? And there has to be an element of danger for there to be stakes involved. And when there's stakes involved, it kind of heightens the pressure and the performance, That's why people bet on gambling and stuff like that. Literally, like, almost the intensity of that moment. People are reaching for feelings when watching sports and gambling. And that's the trippy thing about meditation is you do get to a point where you completely kind of remove – Not you can't ever completely remove your ego, but you can see yourself from a different angle – And that angle is like from a death's bed or a birth's bed, like beyond this time, beyond your time. And you know that. You sit in that. And the only true moment is this moment. 
and sitting in that and owning that you can kind of you know you kind of remove the suffering of the ego in some sense not completely i mean there's always going to be suffering and it's that's what's wild about life is like it's so slippery in the sense like you could think you have it all going on and then it all you know that's almost sometimes where it's the worst and sometimes when it's the worst one little you know that's why i never give up things work out if you keep on pushing and moving it forward uh but you do have to be focused and you do have to take chances and you do have to be consistent and that's what this podcast is all about you know it's cannabis isn't fully you know super duper legal to that and almost it almost is in all these places but you know i think in terms of how we engage in it in our everyday life is kind of where i'm going you know it's just one thing i could see myself as i grow older into my 50s and 60s and 70s and 80s if i make it that far i've already made it to my 50s if I make it to my 80s, you know, I, I was just watching the thing with Willie Nelson and he did, he was the same, all the guys from the 80s that are still around because there was so much cocaine and booze and beer and cigarettes in the 80s and I swear to God, as much as fun as that shit is or you like it, that, I mean, there's a wall. It, it's definitely going to catch up. Whereas cannabis, you know, I don't know. If you wait till a certain age, it's more it more or less like kind of brings you back to that more natural feel. Like I had some great tincture from Gotham. There's a great dispensary. All the legal dispense, like the super legal, the top ones are the travel agency. I went by their Brooklyn one. They still haven't opened the Brooklyn one. I'm wigging out. I'm like, dude, open the Brooklyn one. Um, I don't feel like taking a, subway all the way into manhattan to go but they have i mean the travel agency housing works those are i guess those are my two favorite so far and their cannabis is amazing and gotham that's the other one gotham is another one you could just tell who cares and who really wants to bring the quality to the table and i got some tincture some cb tincture gifted to me by gotham and um uh, the taste. I really do like the taste of cannabis. <laughs> Some people are like grassy, wheatgrass. But I, I don't know. It brings me back to nature. I just think, you know, because I live in Brooklyn, because i just been city-fied so hard, you know. I went from SF to LA to New York since I was... And then before that was straight D.C. So, you know, getting even a taste of nature... Um, is the one thing that brings me sanity. You know, nature brings me sanity. Whenever, you know, I think I was a li- I was on the internet a little too much, and the other day I was like, I'm, I'm just going, fuck this. I'm going for a walk. I'm going to just go check out some trees. And uh, thank God for Bro- Prospect Park. Because um, it does bring me back. It's not automatic, but it, I don't know. There's something to it. Um, there's something to... You know, just getting away from it all and then being around and just remembering that that's what we are a part of, you know, that's I mean, except for the ego and all the blue, blue, I'm this, I'm that. That's the thing about hip hop. Uh, 
with the ego, like it's just so much the jewel, the jewelry, and you know, the, I don't know. It just the the money boasting is is it just hits a ceiling, you know. It just hits a ceiling, and when you're so focused on yourself, you're really not being yourself. I guess is what what I feel if I'm you know on a mushroom trip or if I'm deep meditation what I feel is I'm part of the earth I'm part of the sky I'm part of the trees I'm the same matter as that except you know I got a brain device (laughs) but we're supposed to make it better you know we're supposed to help each other along inspire um and I'm inspired. I'm inspired for you listening to this podcast this long and drinking coffee. I'm inspired by Gotham Coffee Roasters. Those guys are so kind to send me some coffee and be down to, you know, help sponsor the podcast. Um, you know, I'm excited about creating content in the future and building this podcast up, getting some cool guests on. But I'm also excited... Uh, just for developing this and seeing where it's going to go. Because I, there was like a big think tank talking about podcasts. And I do think there's going to be these echo chambers of people, you know, whether it's right wing or left wing. And, you know, I don't know. I think you just got to build your own little universe and then dance with other people in your universe. Uh, and see what that alchemy makes something new something cool and that's what hip-hop is is like taking old shit flipping it making it something different and then you know uh same thing with cannabis and coffee in the art of the podcast i didn't i i I don't know where my rolling i'm i misplaced my i almost took my rolling t8 beat machine out but I know I've been going hard with it, and I've listened to a lot of the episodes before. So maybe it was good just to test out if I could still do a podcast without the beats. And I'll put some beats on there. Um, but, uh, yeah. I'm just, I was just checking. I have a list of things to talk about. And, uh, yeah, just my ears a little tweaked. I got a big show in Vermont that I'm excited about. You can check out robcantrell.com. February 20th, I'm doing my one-man show I'm excited about at Young Ethel's. Um, Be good to your mama. Give a piece of dance. And uh, I'll catch you later. I love you guys. Thanks for listening. That's it for today. Peace. Two, five, eight.